Hello and welcome. It is Monday again. Yes, we know Monday comes always unexpectedly, especially we don't want to switch to Monday after Sunday, but here we are with a very special speaker and talking on very, very special subject. Here today, welcome Tara Holiday. Hello, Tara, how are you? Hello, Lucy. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Doing great, thank you. So tell me, what is this special subject? I don't want to take words from your mouth because you talk about it so specific way that no one can compete. Okay. Well, I, I, I deal with imposter syndrome, which some people have heard of and some people have no idea what it is. Imposter syndrome is the secret feeling of being a fraud when you're not. And it affects 70% of high achievers at some point in their careers. And it creates all sorts of stress, isolation, confusion, and, and it basically affects their, their ability and in some cases their, their desire to, um, to, to, to work to their best level. Well, that's great. Yeah, that is very, very impressive. And uh, you, now I'm just curious now, since you've been doing this for quite a long time, and you, I think you mentioned to us a little bit earlier that you have seen a change with the pandemic and so on. Uh, what would you suggest for people going forward? Going, going forward. So um, one of the triggers for an imposter syndrome is a combination of high challenge and low support. Right. So challenges any 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 struggle, and and I think we're we're still. You know, we're still not out of the woods yet in terms of the pandemic and how it's changing the work environment. So um, the, 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 the best that people can do in the short term is to try and get as much support as they possibly can. And that's from all, all areas of your life, you know, where, whether it's, you know, friends. I don't, don't just mean talking about things, which is helpful, but I also mean in terms of just logistics, getting people to, to help. You know, one of the things people with imposter syndrome experience is that, that they're often unwilling to ask for help. And um, when you have just high levels of, of challenge and too much to do, it can be overwhelming. So just asking for help from you know family community all sorts of areas is going to just dial that down uh, on the stress level and, and that'll be helpful good good well that's nice but for the well to me it seems like controversy a bit it feels like if we force to work remotely uh on the first impression it feels like probably imposter syndrome will affect us less. And why I think that way on the first thought, on the first look is because, okay, no one can see me so I can do some exercise and do, I don't know, brace myself and say, ooh, I'm cool and be ready for that meeting on a Zoom and everything's gonna be okay. But it's not happening that way, why? Yeah, so, so there's the, the well there's a number of factors about why why it's not happening that way there was a there were two studies done in the UK in August last year you know just a few months after the pandemic hit and lockdown was all over the place people were working from home and one of them reported that imposter syndrome was down and another reported that imposter syndrome was up 
So that's interesting. When, when we looked at it, the people that they were asking were different. So the people who had the higher imposter syndrome instance were the people uh, in the leadership positions who were just trying to figure out the whole mess and how to navigate the business through this, this really unusual situation. The ones who reported it as lower were the people who had less responsibility for the organization and you're absolutely right there was a bit more distance they could sometimes switch their camera off they they they, they felt a little bit you know more um protected over the longer term however you've got isolation and one of the things that human beings need is connection with other people it goes right to our nervous system our nervous systems key off each other so if somebody you know you're in a room and somebody gets startled and everybody looks around and says what yeah that so so that's our nervous systems communicating as a group looking out for danger so that's kind of like how how they relate to one another in the same way somebody who's calm and relaxed will also communicate to everybody else through their their, their voice their posture their their mannerisms that hey guys we're safe there's no danger here everything's going to be all right and when people lose that that connection with other people they don't get as much of that reinforcing hey guys we're all safe then what happens is that our nervous systems start to start to go oh maybe i'm not safe maybe i'm not safe so they the stress levels start to rise and then we have the whole you know pandemic issue on top of that so you can see how that that would escalate so i i think uh, it's very appropriate that people are talking about or people are having a lot more focus on mental health these days because this is you know men, there's, there's it's not just mental health in terms of mental illness but we're also talking about mental wellness and well mental thriving if you like and um and and so I'd say if there's anything good that's come out of that, it's that it's more acknowledged as something that's important that we care for how people are feeling in themselves. So that can help, if I understand correctly, that could help people in, in battling, battling imposter syndrome by causing them to look more inward when they're doing things. Is that um, good? Self-reflection? So yeah, so so I I would say for people who are suffering with imposter syndrome, a quick win would be to get more support, and mm -hmm. to get some more more support outside of themselves, so that they have, uh, um, uh, you know, less less stress in their lives. There is, there has has been a study about um, post traumatic stress disorder, so that's you know an, an extreme situation of anxiety. Um, and when people with PTSD were put through mindfulness training, it actually was unhelpful <laughs> looking inwards because it's too much looking inwards and not enough regulating of their nervous system. So um, depending on the, the, the stress level that somebody is under, that introspection can be helpful, but sometimes it's not so helpful. So it, it depends on the situation, really. Hmm. So how can how can the person recognize that uh, the issue he or she has is 
actually imposter syndrome, not just anxiety from new environment, like for example, new job, new role in a leadership or a new business or a new industry or starting or business. How to recognize that it is imposter syndrome and does it have different techniques to work in with than basic stress or anxiety? Uh, the, the short answer to the second is yes, but let me go back to the first, which was how do we recognize it? So there are things that characteristic of imposter syndrome. One is a sense of not belonging. I don't fit here. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not good enough. That, that's what's going on. So it can be mistaken for people starting a new role and, and, and not yet finding their feet, if you like. So the, the, there is that element of um, it might be imposter syndrome. It might just be because you're new. Uh, it could be um, some people's learning uh, in a new job, for example, younger people when they're learning a new, um, new tasks to do, new, new skills, it's difficult and it's uncomfortable for them and they don't feel like they've mastered it yet because they've only done it for three days and sometimes they can say oh I've got imposter syndrome well no you're actually just learning something new so <laughs> imposter syndrome is when you know you already know that you're capable and competent right so so logically if you ask somebody logically are, are you are you successful are you capable are you competent they can say yes but internally they're not feeling it internally they're feeling isolated and confused and that they're not quite good enough and that at any moment they're going to be found out and someone's going to tap them on the shoulder and say and say oh, we made such a mistake hiring you you're fired that's the fear that comes up so it's that gap between what you logically know your position is and 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 how you feel inside and the the way that you can Kind of dial down the stress of imposter syndrome because it is very stressful it generates overwhelm and anxiety so where you dial that down is through getting support as i mentioned earlier that's the easiest fastest way to do it to get rid of imposter syndrome you actually have to get to the root of it what causes it in the first place and imposter syndrome isn't a problem by itself imposter syndrome is actually driven by a belief a belief about our worth and so the uh, so it's um can it can be a, a a journey to to change that belief now the good news is in neuroscience the brain has this plasticity called neuroplasticity which means it can change so even though it's an old and deep-seated belief then it you know it can still be addressed but that's a different technique so things like um um, mindset, coaching, affirmations, neuro-linguistic programming, hypnotherapy, those kind of things don't work with imposter syndrome because that's more surface level beliefs. And what we're talking about with imposter syndrome is a deep identity level belief. It, it, it's the belief that my worth depends on what I do. My worth is conditional on what I do. And that needs a different technique to eradicate it. That's interesting. I, 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 want, I want to, to applaud. I want you finish saying that because it's the best explanation I have ever heard about imposter syndrome. It is great. That was excellent. <laughs>
I have one more question. So we often hear two terms. Uh, you mentioned neuroplasticity. Mm. We hear two terms, uh, training your brain and tricking your brain. So I assume tricking your brain means sort of like fake it till you make it or fast fix. Is there a fast fix into make you feel better or jump out of the imposter syndrome? Unfortunately, there is no fast fix. There are a few things you can do. So there are typical behaviors that, are, that, that, that come with imposter syndrome, like perfectionism, procrastinating, deflecting prey, saying, oh, it wasn't me, hiding your opinion, not speaking up, not going for, for roles, not feeling like you have enough qualifications, all of these. And when I, when I do a talk in, in, in a group and I, I run a poll and what's the one that's most common, people say comparing. And what they're doing is they're comparing themselves to their peers and everyone around them seems to be doing so well. Right? Everyone around them, yeah. Now, externally, they know they're doing well as well, but internally, they're feeling different. So they compare themselves, how other people are looking on the outside, like kind of like the social media version, to how they're feeling on the inside, which is this self-doubt and this, this self-criticism and judgment. And that makes them feel very isolated, very different, and it compounds that discomfort of imposter syndrome. One of the things you can do if you notice yourself comparing, especially if you do this a lot, when you're comparing, you're comparing the differences. So if you notice yourself comparing, start looking for the similarities. How am I the same as that person? How am I the same? And what that'll do is that'll start to make you feel more like you're in, um, in the right place. You're in a group of your peers, more like you belong. Wow. Yes, impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not easily impressed. I mean, we've been doing our consulting work for a long time now. We speak to quite a few people, but you've come at a common subject with a, quite a bit of fresh air, a wonderful perspective. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tara. Any other advice you want to give our listeners, uh, to our audience? something for them to try this week? I would say definitely try that comparing, looking for the similarities this week. That, that's, that's definitely the, um, the, the, the good thing to try. That will give you the most bang for your buck, if you like. Um, but uh, there's a few insights that I think people really need to understand about imposter syndrome. and This is going to be helpful. Firstly, mm -hmm. is it's not you. Right? Many people think imposter syndrome is a personal weakness, it's a flaw, it's a character trait, and it's not. It's the result of a particular belief, and that means it can also be changed. And the other is that with 70% of people, high achievers experiencing imposter syndrome, you are not alone. Just because, just because everybody's keeping it a secret, which is what they're doing, doesn't mean that it's just you. And those two things can at least start to, yeah, help people give themselves a break then. This is a great advice. Thank you for the therapy session. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tara. Thank you for joining us. Uh, it was a real pleasure. And I believe 
I mean, both of us, and I'm pretty sure our listeners also have a lot to think about after this episode. Thank you very much for that. (laughs) Please visit Fran's website, Complete Success Co. UK. You can find the link in the description to this episode. And we're going to see you, as always, next Monday. Thank you, Tara. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, Lucy. This is Motivational Monday by by Jim Jim and Lucy. Lucy. Follow our podcast. And check out our website, jimandlucywoods.com.